Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And this is episode 30 of the podcast, and we thought we would talk about stress. What kinds of things make us feel stress? How do we deal with stress? We're going to dig into that later in the podcast. But first, don't forget, you can always find us outside of the podcast. If you miss us when it's not Tuesday, hop on over to Instagram. We are Megan and Wendy LSS, which of course stands for long story short. You can also hop into our Facebook group, which is long story shorties, just request to join. And there is a question in there that asks which one is Megan and which one is Wendy. And if you've only ever listened to the podcast, and you have no idea, just let us know that you're a podcast listener. And it's okay. Yeah, isn't that funny? Somebody just either joined or requested to join. And they said, Wendy's the redhead, <laughs> Megan's the blonde. And I was like, oh, they don't have any idea. Okay, Patreon subscribers, we have a lot of content coming out. We're towards the end of the month. That's usually when we push it all out because hey, that's just life. But we have some cool things coming up. So if you want to sign up for Patreon, it starts at just three bucks a month. It's patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. Also, we love your emails. You can email the show at any time, Wendy at gmail.com. And sadly, we don't have any today. <laughs> we do not. But I wanted to say in regards to Patreon, we are launching a bonus Patreon feature for the summer. That will be a surprise. Mm. And that's not going to raise anybody's prices. It's something that we're testing for the summer. And it will be available perhaps at all levels. So we want to see how that goes. So if you want to get in on some free bonus Patreon action, Patreon subscribers, now's the time. Yeah, I would like to plug something okay. that you can find at MeganandWendy.com because... This is one of my favorite things to write every year. There's two things on our website that I get really excited about. And the first is holiday gift guides. And the second is the summer reading guide. And we did not write one last year because last year the world went kablooey. And instead of a summer <laughs> reading guide, in this early summer months, I wrote a guide for books to read when you can't focus on books because that's where my head was. And that worked for then. But I was so excited. I love summer reading because so many books come out and everybody starts talking about the books they're excited to read. And I get really excited to place a bunch of library holds and even more excited when those holds start coming in. It's a it's a whole thing for me. So I put together a list of 15 books that I am excited to read. And they're across a number of genres. Yes, there's your classic beach read romance books in there, but there's nonfiction. There are thrillers. There's even a book that's more of a workbook type situation in there. I think it's a really great list. And I would love it if you would check it out. We'll leave a link directly in our show notes, but you can also always find it at meganandwendy.com and click on the blog icon at the top of that page. It's so funny how you get excited about things and I just can't even <laughs> muster the energy <laughs> to be excited about. <laughs> it brings me a lot of joy. And it pro tip, if you're a library user, uh -oh. well, two things <laughs> when he's rolling her eyes, but a lot of us are, myself included. I 
wrote a post that is six books from Summer Reading Guide's past that I loved because what happens if you're a library user, all these new books come out and the holds lists get really long. So if you want some older books that are easier to get your hands on, there's that post there as well. But also what you should do is some of these books haven't been released yet and many of your libraries will have them available for hold now. So you can place your holds and as they come in, you'll be bumped closer to the top of your list because people aren't necessarily requesting them now. So get ahead of the game and place your library holds early. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on from book talk, let's talk about something that I think we can agree on, and that's cookie talk. All right. (laughs) So there is a cookie company that is taking the social media world by storm. And that cookie company is crumble with no E. And the way it works, I think they have two cookies that are always on the menu. Is that right? Their sugar and their chocolate chip cookie are always on the menu? Yeah, those are standing in their rotation. And then they have four additional cookies every week. That change every week. Yeah, exactly. And they're big. I would call them like cakey cookies almost. Yeah, they're not like a pop in your mouth. No. Mm -mm. We cut them up like pie. Yes, we do too. (laughs) So we finally went. And the problem is there's not one close to either Wendy or I. It's not like in my normal cruising radius at all. So it's an event to go there. And we finally went this weekend. And I I didn't plan well. If you're going to go order in advance and pick up curbside. Well, especially, especially on a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I knew we were going to be waiting. I think we were there for 35, 40 minutes. Nope. Which was a lot for a cookie. Like that's Mm -hmm. normally well beyond my cookie interest level. So I would definitely pre-order next time, but I was all in, like we were in it. (laughs) Let me tell you, we bought six cookies. Sure. Because I wanted to try them all. That was on Saturday. We're recording this on Monday. I probably still have four full cookies if you combine them all together. So I learned about Crumble in Oregon. They have shops up in Oregon. We were there for summer vacation one time and had Crumble there. I remember it being good, but like not like life altering. Mm -hmm. And then they added a few here in Orange County just recently. And like you said, it's not close. It's 30 minutes the one that I go to is 30 minutes from me. So mm-hmm. um, when I am in that area, I will pop in and grab some. And uh, like you said, I usually buy the six. I get the two standing and the four new ones that come out every week. But man, their Instagram is good when they show those cookies, mm-hmm. what they're making. On The store is typically closed on Sunday. So on their Instagram, they'll show what's coming up for the week on Sunday. Anyway... If you have one of these near you, if you end up on vacation near one of these locations, I think it is well worth the trip. Take our tip and order ahead. They will serve a crowd, let me tell you, but they're delicious. You know what is funny? They're like $5 a cookie, right? Close to that? Yes. $4.25. Mm-hmm. They're not cheap. But remember, you know, like cupcakes were a big thing for mm-hmm. a long time. Specialty yeah, donuts. Yeah. Like that. It sprinkles mm-hmm. you just have a line out the door. And now you can just walk right in. Yeah. Now it's cookies. It's fun. Well, they're delicious. I enjoy it. And <laughs> now for a throwback to last week's episode when I talked about my shopping gimmies, I have a bit of an update. Yes, yes. So there were two things that I talked about that I r- really wanted. And one of those things 
were the elusive Starbucks tumblers. And they're not so elusive. It seems that all of the stores have maybe gotten a second shipment in because I saw them in my Target. Wendy saw them in her Target Starbucks. I'm seeing them in a lot of places. So if you're into the Starbucks summer tumblers, do not pay triple the prices on Etsy and just check in stores. So I... After a lot of deliberation, did come home with one. <laughs> but what I decided that I really wanted were was the five pack of the cold cups with the different color lids and like the color changing confetti on the outside. Mm-hmm. They're not insulated. I don't know why I like them. I can't describe it. I just like for something about that for my morning iced coffee. It brings me joy. Or I can throw a smoothie in there. They bring me a lot of joy. It gets sweaty with your coffee, though, right? With they your do iced sweaty. coffee. I use yeah. a, I use a coaster, but I am happy with my purchase. And another purchase that I'm very happy with is I did buy the tiny mini ice cube trays. <laughs> you can get these in a number of places. They sell them on Amazon. Any kind. It seems like home stores like a Bed Bath and Beyond will sell them. I got mine in Target. Mine are silicone. Problem with a silicone ice cube tray, especially when they're that tiny, is they are a little bit hard to get out. Like I would say like 85% of them come out very easily and then the rest just kind of hang out. And honestly, this morning when I refilled them, I was like, eh. <laughs> just, just poured saying. water. <laughs> just poured water <laughs> right over it. I just refilled them. And I was like, if they don't come out next time, oh well. But before we started recording, Wendy heard this sound. And her eagle ears were like, what is that? I was like, dog sense here. I'm like, is that nugget ice I hear? Sure enough. So I bought two trays and they freeze pretty quickly because the ice cubes themselves are pretty small. So I have been emptying them into a Tupperware because mm. you, you need kind of a lot of little mm-hmm. ice cubes to fill a drink. I like an icy drink. So I have filled them a few times and then I'm dropping them into a Tupperware that I'm keeping in the freezer and then refill them. We will see how quickly the bloom comes off the rose in terms of the refilling of the ice cube trays. But right now, I got to tell you that like teeny tiny ice in my drink is bringing me joy. Makes you happy, huh? Mm-hmm. I just, I think for Christmas, you should just ask for a, a nugget ice maker. Just the put it in the garage. To garage. Put it. Garage. I have something to say that I just remembered right now, speaking of ice, and it's not on our notes, so it's a little bit of a wrench, but I am watching a new show on HBO Max called Hacks. Yes! Are you Ugh. watching it? Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. But did you see what she had on our kitchen counter? Yes! <laughs> oh my God. I howled. I howled when I saw it. This is a real throwback to many episodes ago. We talked about our dream... Dream house, our dream, what was it? Our dream, uh, podcast back, studio, b- podcast. I was like, backyard shed. What we discussed the she shed. It was, it's a what are they even called? Fountain drink, a fountain soda machine. She has built in on her kitchen counter Coke, Diet Coke. She's got like six or seven of them. Oh my god, talk about living. All right, let's talk more about hydration. All right. Last week I did the crazy. Well, it's not crazy. It's crazy for me, but I went to one of those hydration. I think it's called the hydration room where you go and you get like an IV hydration drip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what made me think about going. I just thought like, I always feel dehydrated. Yes. And this is going to make me feel better. And then But I went in there and they have all this like big menu of things and they offer like B12 vitamins in the hydration drip, which I am like severely B12 deficient. So I was like, hey, 
yeah, okay, this is a healthy thing I'm doing. Yeah, so I went and got that done. Now, it was kind of cool. I was the only one in there. And this is like a brand new location that opened up near me. But they were so nice. The only the only thing is the nurse didn't do the greatest job with like the IV catheter at first. Mm-hmm. And so when the, she hooked up the, like it hurt when it went in. And I was like, you know, whatever. These things hurt sometime, you know, whatever. When she hooked up the IV, like the drip bag or whatever, and it started to like fill, my arm like ballooned up and i was like oh, is this find the vein is this normal <laughs> and she's like uh-huh let me see but she she flushed it and it had like a blood draw in there so it was in the vein anyway it ended up bruising me but like i'm an easy bruiser too so i don't i don't know if it was like an error on her part or or what it was but i will tell you that i felt a hundred times better the next day i felt great how did they tell you how long, like if you were going to do that on a semi-regular basis, how often would you go in to do something like that? They didn't say. They yeah. didn't say like how long it would last, no. But weekly or would you go month? It's expensive, I would imagine. <laughs> so you probably wouldn't make sense to go weekly, but. Yeah, it was kind of expensive. I think I paid, it was a BOGO thing that they were offering. I think okay. I paid 170 So wow. what's that? Break down to oh, I don't know 85, the math. You mean thank you? Yeah, so you get yeah. to go again. Yeah, but I gotta let this bruise heal before I can yeah. go get I'll it do all. The other arm jabbed again, but I I liked it. I just wanted to go and like get these IV vitamins and see if I felt better, and sure enough, I did. So I don't That'd know. Be nice I, in the summer. I would definitely do it again. Why in the summer? You feel like you dehydrated get, during the I summer. I always feel dehydrated. I get a dehydration headache all summer long let's move on and let's let's talk about what happened last friday jeez louise girl so back last month in april on the first day that they were available i purchased disney tickets Woohoo! gonna plan a big old day it took me seven hours to get these tickets if you guys follow our we have an instagram that is specifically disney it's called girls gone disney I recorded on the stories that day of like how long it took me to get these tickets. And when I finally did, it was like, oh, praise the Lord, I got them. And so if you don't know, when you purchase your Disneyland tickets, you're all supposed to register for a reservation or get a reservation date. You can't just show up with your ticket. I knew this and I couldn't swear that I made a reservation. I could swear it. I picked a day. But when I went last Friday on the day that I picked, I did not have a reservation and they did not let us in. It was a real letdown. I just cannot imagine the feeling of standing there, all four of you, because you went, you (laughs) took a friend for your daughter. Uh huh. You're in like your Disney shirts. Uh huh. I I felt sick for you, honestly. I'm so sorry that happened. And I, you know, like I could totally see it happening. Either like you get all the way through and you maybe don't click confirm or you think you've clicked it. I don't know. I mean, like there's a hundred different ways that it could have happened that I could totally see that happening. Yeah. So you park in the, in the Disney and friends parking structure. There is no tram. So you walk the, uh-huh. you walk the uh, tram, whatever the, the way the tram goes. Oh, uh huh. So it is a little bit shorter than if you were to walk through like downtown Disney. Right. But I'm coming down the escalator from the Mickey and Friends parking structure and I see a sign that says, make sure you have your reservation confirmation email. And I was like, hmm, 
what? So like there I start to panic. And as we're walking, I'm like looking at my phone, looking at my phone. Where is it? I can't find it. Is it in the app? I don't know. I can't. Here are my tickets, but it it doesn't say anything about a reservation date. So before we even got to like the, you know, where you would, when it's not the ticket booth, I guess it is the ticket booth, right? Where you would show your ticket to get in. At the, the gate, the gate, the admissions gate. I stopped at the ticket booth because I was like, let me just check. I don't want to stand in this huge long line to get mm-hmm. into the park because the line was bananas. I went to the ticket booth and they were not that helpful, which it was really funny to me. She didn't know how to find the reservation. She just was like, do you have your email? And I was like, no, but I swear I made one. And there's nothing that they can like cross check to see. So that was a little bit frustrating. So then I walked over to like guest services at the lost and found. And that lady there was, I thought, oh my God, she's going to let us in for just a half a second. I thought she was, she felt bad for us, but alas, no, they didn't. She's like, sorry, I can't help you. And the next available date is sometime in July. So yeah, I mean, imagine if I didn't live locally, imagine if I had come from, you know, Northern California, Well, and I'm surprised that the next available date is July because I swear I just read that Disney increased their capacity and so they opened up a ton of additional dates in May and June. And I don't know. Maybe Maybe. they went away that quickly. Maybe Maybe they were sold out quickly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my husband was really surprised that they don't allow any kind of cushion for situations like these, you know? You would think they would, but whatever. Like, it just is what it is. My daughter was so upset and I felt horrible and then she had a friend with her and i and then like we took the day off of school and uh, it was a bummer but we jumped in the car and headed south and went to the san diego safari um park that was pretty fun i'd never been there and their tram is not running is that correct that's my understanding that they don't run there there was yeah there was no tram there because typically they do like a safari that drives Uh you through i think you can do it privately but they normally they have a big large tram that runs through the park so i think that's i actually heard someone in target yesterday talking about it oh Um, really yeah they were like oh we should go to the zoo not the safari park because the safari park's not running the tram and so you can't see as much so maybe that's why it wasn't very crowded yeah we were on foot but then we ended up getting one of those private tours which was really cool and interesting and we had the last one of the day so the lady spent a lot of time with us and like took us to like extra places so that was really fun but you know here we are we take a group picture we're all wearing our stupid disneyland (laughs) stuff (laughs) the safari park so whatever well i think you made the best of it i i'm impressed i would have been very tempted to just go home and lick my wounds so i am impressed that you continued on and everyone made the best of it. Now you have a Disney trip to look forward to at some point yeah, in the future. Some, sometime when it will be a thousand degrees and it will be at full capacity. So Honestly, you know. I mean, I know that you the kids want to go back. I would just wait until September. You think so? Like, you think I should pull them out of school again? Pull them out of school. Honestly, they're going to be in eighth grade. Thank goodness mm-hmm. a day of school. Honestly, I would pull them out on a day in September as opposed to trying to battle the 95 degree heat in July and the peak crowds. That's my advice. Don't judge me for my bad parenting. I will keep you updated. Well, that's a really like mild form of stress, although I could absolutely feel it. But we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back and we're going to talk about stress and how we deal with it. 
All right, we're back. And as we mentioned, this episode is all about stress. And I wanted to take a quick moment and say that none of the information that we're sharing here is intended to be medical advice. And if you're experiencing stress or anxiety on a level that you don't really feel capable of managing on your own, I definitely recommend talking to your doctor, starting with your primary care physician. We are absolutely not dispensing medical advice here today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me what makes you feel stressed, Megan. So I took some notes. I want to point out this is not an exhaustive list because just about everything makes me feel stressed. But (laughs) the main things that cause me stress, which then morphs into like a general feeling of anxiety, when I feel overwhelmed by the number of things that need to get done, and sometimes my brain has a tendency to kind of expand those into impossible tasks. I worry about my kids. And when they were little, I was constantly worried about their physical safety. Like, are they going to run into the street? Are they going to fall off that play structure? Are they going to get lost when we're in the grocery store? And now I worry more about like their social emotional well-being. Like, Mm -hmm. are they going to have friends when they go to this place? Are they going to be accepted? Are they going to feel comfortable? All those are my constant worries about them. And another thing that causes me a lot of stress is I take on the emotions of everyone around me. And so if I'm in a situation where I know someone else is frustrated, I get really anxious worrying about their emotions. So if- so, so you were worried about me in my Disneyland fiasco? Well, I was. <laughs> I did feel really bad for you. And same thing with my husband. Like if we're dealing with even like minor things at the house, if something goes wrong, my first feeling is like, oh, he's going to be frustrated by that, as opposed to processing how I feel about that sort of frustration. I feel it with my parents too. You know, if I'm in a group, if we're in a restaurant and I feel someone getting frustrated with the situation, I take on like, I take on everybody else's emotions. And that's exhausting. And that causes me stress. Okay, I'm not particularly stressed in that moment. Okay, I have a question because as you're talking, that's called an empath, right? Mm -hmm. You're an Mm -hmm. empath. Okay, 13 signs of an empath. I'm just going to go through these real quick and I want to see yes or no for you, okay? Mm -hmm. You take on other people's emotions as your own. Yes. Sometimes you experience sudden overwhelming emotions when you're in public. Yes. The vibe of the room matters to you a lot. Mm -hmm. You understand where people are coming from. Usually. People turn to you for advice. Not so much. Really? I think I I come to you quite often for advice. Okay, but am I everyone's person? I don't think I'm the person for the group as the whole. Okay. Tragic or violent events on TV can completely incapacitate you? Incapacitate. They affect me. I don't know if they incapacitate me. You can't contain your love of pets, animals, or babies. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Who can? Who can see a dog and not acknowledge the cute little dog? You're funny. You might feel people's physical illnesses, too, not just their emotions. No. All right. You can become overwhelmed in intimate relationships. Sure. You're a walking lie detector. No. You can't understand why any leader wouldn't put their teams first. I don't understand that. No, I don't either. I don't understand that. You have a calming effect on other people and the power to heal them. No. You cannot see someone in pain without wanting to help. Yes. 
Well, I mean, you got most of them. You were yes to most of them. So you are highly sensitive. Yes. Interesting. Definitely. Very interesting. That's a lot to take on. I feel like that's a big burden. It is a big burden. And I don't, yeah. I don't think there's any way to stop it. I only think there's ways to deal with the effects of it. Mm-hmm. What makes you feel stressed? Well, I have a hard time knowing the difference between what is stressful and just like general anxiety for mm-hmm. myself. I tend to get stressed out when things don't go as planned. So mm-hmm. the Disneyland thing last mm-hmm. week, I was high stress because I just knew that I messed up and it was going to like have this effect right and Mm -hmm. when like my I remember I was like standing at the booth and my husband came up and I was just like like at him because I'm like I'm stressed don't ask me questions like I'm trying to deal with this right now so things like that when things don't go as planned give me a lot of stress I'm definitely not like a go with the flow kind of girl right unless I've planned for it so like I know that sounds like not right but like if i say today is my go with the flow day like i don't have any plans it is what it is what happens then i can go with that but if i have like a full day planned and like someone says hey come do this instead nope that's far too stressful for me i can't i can't make those pivots those like shifts you know i I have a question yeah you're having like okay today's a go with the flow day right and so you're Mm -hmm. at home and you're just gonna like if you know your husband says hey let's go out to lunch or your daughter says hey i want to do those things so i don't like plans changing either but sometimes i feel like if i know there's something coming like i know someone's going to suggest that we do something i feel like anxious about like when am i gonna have to leave when am i gonna have to be ready to go to this thing like what time are we gonna like that sort of are you or can you like if you it's not interrupting your other plans are you good to just be like yeah i can go do that thing yeah as long as it's not interrupting my other plans okay totally yeah it's so weird right anxiety hits different for me like you know worries about like like you like i think it's just because our kids are older now like right i have so much anxiety about like my daughter's like success in school and sports and friendships and is she maintaining her responsibilities and like I feel like I'm like micromanaging her and that gives me like a ton of anxiety that's real hard to deal with and then beyond that it's just my own like health and mortality like that gives me anxiety too like the unknown like what am I dealing with but only for myself like I don't take on other people's you know worries or you know like like you I just, I'm only, I only concerned about myself, quite frankly. So anyway, yeah, those are the things that like really stress me out. I would say it's mostly, like I said, like when plans are changed, mistakes happen, or if there's like some sort of misunderstanding, like those really, mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm always like two steps ahead thinking like, okay, this is what's going to come next. And if like I get whammoed with something else, like, oh man, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought your note about the difference between stress and anxiety was interesting because I think I tend to conflate them in my mind. And I definitely suffer with generalized anxiety as a whole. And so I looked it up because I was curious what the difference is. And so for anybody else who is curious, medical news today, which I don't know if that's a real thing, says 
stress <laughs> is the body's reaction to a threat, whereas anxiety is the body's reaction to the stress. Mm-hmm. So kind of the stress is the cause and then the anxiety is the feeling. And then the APA, which is the American Psychological Association, says people under stress experience mental and physical symptoms such as irritability, anger, fatigue, muscle pain, digestive mm-hmm. troubles, and difficulty sleeping. Anxiety, on the other hand, is defined as persistent, excessive worries that don't go away, even in the absence of a stressor. Oh, interesting. And so what's interesting to me as a person with anxiety, you know, sometimes I can feel anxious and there's not necessarily an external cause or sometimes a minor external cause will launch like an extreme feeling of anxiety. But I think, you know, I people with anxiety, I don't think like sometimes you just feel anxious and the way I describe it is like I kind of run at like a much higher baseline level of anxiety, like anxiety than the average person. Mm-hmm. And so a minor stressor, which would maybe take like someone to like, oh, I feel like a 10% amount of anxiety takes me from like 50 to 60. I'm not ever operating at right. 0% anxiety. I'm like ready to jump into nervous action mm-hmm. <laughs> at any point. My brain's like, I'm ready to go. Let's, let's. Let's churn out the nervous tummy. That's what I was going to ask. Like, (laughs) how does that present physically in you? It's a nervous stomach. I feel sick to my stomach. I get shaky. Yeah. My brain can't focus and there's a lot going on. So the next question is, how does it manifest itself? So why don't you go first? Well, I get super obsessive with like problem solving and wanting a solution. Like I need an answer. Give me the answer. How would I fix this? Like it's exhausting. And then honestly, like if I have stress that goes on for like more than one day, I always, always break out in a cold sore. I, I, when I feel it coming on, I go, well, that makes sense because I've been like stressed out the last three or four days. And I guess that's like a normal thing. I asked my doctor about it. She's like, yeah, totally normal. I don't know how the two are correlated, but whatever. I also have a real problem with like sitting and focusing like I will tend to like walk in circles around my house kind of feeling like I'm doing something but I'm really not doing something it's so bizarre it's just bizarre and then on the flip side of that like I can get real narrowed in on on something like oh I'm gonna clean out this drawer and it's gonna take me an hour because I'm gonna just dive into it you know Mm -hmm. so these are the these are the ways that it 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 manifests for me. It's not pretty. I don't think anyone has a pretty response to stress. So for (laughs) me, I, one thing I notice is that my screen time on my phone will go way up when I'm feeling a lot of stress because I will try and just like lose myself. Either I'll have Mm -hmm. like a podcast on and I'll just like play Candy Crush, like just to like Mm -hmm. distract Mm -hmm. my brain. Or I will just scroll and scroll and scroll Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. I just, you know, like focus on something else other than what's happening in my actual life. Does that make you feel better though? No. Yeah. Those things make me feel worse. Terrible. No, but that's just my immediate reaction to it. Uh And then I have a really hard time getting started on anything else. And when we talk about like how we deal with it, I know in my rational brain and when I'm calm, I know how to deal with these things and the steps that can I can take that will make me feel a little bit better. 
But sometimes I have a hard time even taking that first step. Like, I don't want to get off the couch and do these little things. I'm just going to sit here and ignore (laughs) the stressful world Mm -hmm. around me. And then, I, like I said, I will feel sick. When I'm feeling super stressed or anxious, I lose my appetite completely. Oh, wow. All right. So let's talk about some strategies for when we're feeling stressed. How do we deal with this? All right. You go first. For me, often, like a general feeling of stress or anxiety comes from feeling overwhelmed by things I need to get done. And y'all know I love my to-do list. <laughs> it, I find it so calming and centering to make a list of actionable steps. I love steps. I love a plan. I'm not a big thinker. I'm not a big, big ideas person. I'm a what actionable steps can I take to get this done kind of person. And so... I love a to-do list. Every single day of my life that I make a to-do list is significantly better than the days that I don't Mm -hmm. because it just gives me a clear plan for the day. And I don't, I find myself with like fewer aimless hours. And so even on a normal day, if I sit down before I go to bed and I just make a list of what the next day looks like in terms of where we need to be and the little things that need to get done, even things like changing the laundry or emptying the dishwasher or whatever needs to get done. I feel like, okay, I have a vision of what my day needs to look like and I can handle it. Or if I have a really busy day, breaking it down and saying, okay, I can see this in front of me. It's fine. We'll get it done. It's the unknown and the unplanned for often that I find super stressful. And so writing it down and telling my brain like, look, you can do this. You're going to be busy. That's fine. It's doable. That kind of centers me a little bit. Yeah, your to-do list stress me out. Even the thought of it, like talking about it right now, yes, totally stresses me out. Because if you make this big to-do list, like you're talking about, right? Yeah. Then what if something comes up and then your to-do list does not get done? That wrecks me. I can understand that. And I there's definitely a strategy behind choosing, okay, what's the most important thing? Like what must get done, Right. Mm-hmm. So you pick whatever three things that must get done. And then I typically have kind of a weekly to-do list. Like, okay, these are things I need to get done over the course of the week. And then I kind of plug them in. I don't have a problem rolling over tasks that don't need to get done in that minute to the next day. It does not stress me out to have a undone to-do list. Ugh. See, that makes me feel like it's a failure of a day if it's... <laughs> If it rolls over. Yeah. No, I can't. I don't operate like that at all. Can't do it. Well, and for me, it always rolls over. There's always more to be done in a day Mm -hmm. that I could possibly do. So that part I'm okay with. One other thing that I learned that actually my friend Elizabeth on Twitter mentioned this. I've known her through the internet for years. She mentioned this a couple years ago. And she said, you know, she was once told by a therapist, like, if you're feeling stress or anxiety, take that to the person with the ability to solve it. So if you're feeling stress or anxiety about a particular relationship or about a conflict you're having, or if there's a conversation you need to have, take it to that person. Because often in your brain, you've blown up this situation, this future discussion into a bigger situation than it is. Mm -hmm. And then actually having the conversation or talking about the thing or doing the thing, you always feel better. Having conflict with people is okay. I just hate it. 
Like oh, conflict for sure. is a part of life and I want to avoid it at all times. So sometimes like you got to have that conversation and just get out the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I feel like, Oh, I'm going to have this conflict. I'm going to have this discussion. That's uncomfortable. This person's going to be mad at me. And then that's it. Like there's no <laughs> next step. Like they're mad at me and that's it. And then we can never come back from it. So sometimes I have to talk myself through what's the worst possible outcome. And then you have to, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy your way through it and talk <laughs> yourself through the actual steps. And then you realize it's not that hard. But sometimes you have to trick your brain a little bit. Mm. That again, that sounds so exhausting. <laughs> Stress is no joke. Stress it's, and anxiety. It's very yeah, exhausting to me. It is. It for <laughs> sure is. So how I deal with my issues is, well, one, I see a therapist on the regular and we talk about a lot of stuff that helps me. My also like free write out my thoughts. I mean, some could call it journaling or in a diary, but like I tend, if I just write out like what I'm thinking and what I'm going through, it just helps me work through the scenarios and problem solve and and just like getting it out, it's like word vomit. You know, I'm not one to like really go and talk about my problems to like friends or family or anything, but it does make me feel so much better if I just like write it down or I type it out in, in a note app on my phone or whatever, but that helps me. And then a trick that my therapist taught me several years ago, if I'm facing something that is like so beyond my control and I can't solve it. What I do is I envision like taking that problem and like putting it inside an envelope. You know, it's so mm -hmm, stupid. Mm -hmm. But I put it inside that envelope and I seal it up and I envision me putting it into one of those like big blue mailboxes, you mm -hmm. know, that are on the street because once it goes in there, you can't get anything out, right? You got to have a key to get that stuff out. So the vision is putting that stuff in there and like it's just put away. And when I'm ready to get it out, then I will get a key and open it up and take it out. So it's like a, it, like a weird, I mean, it's not even real. Obviously, I'm not writing these things out and putting it into the, an envelope and putting it in the mailbox. It's just strictly a visual thing. And it really helps because I just go, okay, well, I, I, you know, I can put that aside for now and then I can go about my daily business. I am envisioning that. I like it. And what's kind of cool is that there's this blue mailbox that I can see from my bedroom, like and when I'm laying in bed. And so I go, hmm. like every time I see it, I, it makes me feel like peaceful. Like, hmm, there's there's the mailbox full of all my worries outside all my worries there. Are in there, and I can't get to them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, I have a couple little ones that are quick, easy to do in the moment. Like if you're feeling stressed for whatever reason, I have a couple ideas. One, physical activity. And if you can't get out of the house to go for a walk or ride your bike, let me tell you, do jumping jacks. In your kitchen, do 20. Ugh. And if you're still feeling like, you know, like not ready to tackle your day, do 20 more. I'm uh -huh. telling you, there's something about the way it resets your brain. Getting outside is amazing. Sunlight is amazing. But I'm t jumping jacks, they work. Don't knock it till you try it. Okay. Here's number two, breathing. Uh -huh. There's a billion breathing exercises, but my favorite has a lot of names, but I've heard it called box breathing, where you breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold that for four seconds, and then repeat. So you're like breathing in a square. 
And that if your like heart is racing, you're feeling stressed about something that lowers your heart rate, you focus on something else, you're just focusing on that, that works. The, another thing is, if you have a giant list of things that need to get done, and it feels totally unattainable, even, even if that list is in your mind, even if you're like Wendy, and you think my to do lists are <laughs> bananas, you know, you have a bunch of things to do, pick the easiest thing. What's the easiest thing on your list that takes less than five minutes? Just do that. Maybe you'll feel like doing more things and maybe you won't, but at least at the very least, one, that one thing is done. And two, sometimes you're like, oh, I did that. Now I can do this other little thing. Now I can do this other little thing. Sometimes it's like when the house is a disaster, I'm like, I'm just going to clean out the sink. That's easy. I know that has like a nice, pretty result at the end. Like, let's do Mm -hmm. that. Oh, now I feel like doing all the counters. Oh, now I feel like vacuuming. Just little tricks in the moment. Those are my ideas. Those are great. Great (laughs) suggestions. No, they are. I don't know about jumping jacks. I might go get on my electric bike, but I don't know about jumping jacks. I'm telling you, because if you only have a minute, it works. Now, it makes you feel real old, because my knees are definitely the knees (laughs) of a 41-year-old woman. But it gets your blood flowing. It short circuits, whatever that worry is going on in your brain. If you have ideas... For tackling stress, if you have, do you crank up the music? Someone mentioned on Instagram the other day, she was like, I just like cranked up my favorite music and I powered through that thing that was stressing me out, that thing that I didn't want to do. What are your tricks? What do you do? We'd love to hear them. Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. We're going to come right back with Megan and Wendy approved. Right, we're back with Megan and Wendy approved. And Wendy, what do you have this week? You know how I recently cleaned out my closet? It's yeah. all it's like, I want to say shiny, bright and new. It's not, but it's it's still clean. But I shared the closet with my husband and his shoes stink. So I bought, I bought a reed diffuser from Target. And Target has like the most prettiest ones right now. It's from Project 62. You know, it's by the candle section. It's just this pretty white milky glass diffuser. And the one I got is called Daydream. And it's scents of cactus and rose. So I'm trying to get the funk out of my closet with my reed diffuser. And I love it. I feel like I'm, well, not fully in a spa, but because I, I am in my closet, but I don't know. It's just nice. It's nice to come in here and like smell a good scent and not stinky shoes, you know? I'm sitting in here looking this up on the Target app because it's so funny that you say that because yesterday in Target, my favorite threshold brand scent is the water mint and eucalyptus mm-hmm. and they make that in a reed diffuser and i bought two of them yesterday but i only oh. put one out and i put it out downstairs and i was trying to decide where to put the second one i might put it in my closet because you know sometimes we toss towels into the yeah it gets moldy smelling yes i might bring it in here it has a nice fresh scent so there's another that one's five dollars and i believe yours is eight dollars so they're both quite affordable Mm-hmm. All right. So you may have heard my tone of voice earlier when you mentioned a certain TV show because you stole my thunder. (laughs) What? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, Hacks. Yes. (laughs) My approved item this week is the TV show Hacks. It is on HBO Max. It stars Gene Smart and Hannah Einbinder, who I believe is a newcomer. She's not familiar to me at all. 
So it's essentially the story. Jean Smart is a stand-up comedian who's had quite the career, but it seems like she may be coming to the end of her career. She's kind of trying to be pushed out of her role on stage in Vegas. And she kind of reluctantly hires Ava, who is played by Hannah Einbinder, to be a writer for her. And they don't really like each other and they don't really get each other. But it's funny and it's irreverent without being uncomfortable to watch without Mm -hmm. being over the top it's just really funny and it's a half hour show which i like because sometimes i don't like i like that i can just kind of yeah click through a couple episodes they come out on thursdays right they come out on thursdays they come out with two every week well i'm only on episode four regardless it is not fully released yet it is released weekly and i kind of like it when they do that just because it gives you something to look forward to they did that with ted lasso They don't do that very often, so I like it when a show does that. It's on HBO Max. I'm not sure if I said that. And it's enjoyable. It's comedy. I definitely recommend checking it out. And Jean Smart, I... She's fantastic, right? She's so good. She's currently on a show on HBO right now, too, called Mayor of Easttown, M-A-R-E. It has... People are loving. Oh, my God. I freaking love it. But she plays, like, the mom in it, and she's amazing in that, too. Like, she's fantastic. She's been in a million things since Designing Women. Designing um, Women. <laughs> I kind of want to go back and rewatch Me it. Me too. Yeah. I love that show. I watched it as a child, which I probably shouldn't have. but I did too. And I definitely didn't get it. I think I would appreciate it more. Yeah. I wonder if it's anywhere. I'll look. Yeah. But, we'll link to that in our show notes if it's streaming anywhere. But definitely check out Hacks. We're watching it too. My husband and I watch it. We're all, woo Thursday night. There's a new Hacks out. We're getting all excited. <laughs> I think my husband would have liked it. I started it without him, and he doesn't watch a lot of new TV. He watches a ton of old TV. But what I think he would like is her absolute disdain for Ava's, like, social media life Mm -hmm. and kind of, like, the young person. Because my (laughs) husband, like, is not – he hates social media. He always says, like, oh, people of your generation, as if we're not three years apart and he's, (laughs) like, a boomer. He is not, but sometimes acts like one. I think he would totally relate to her character on the show. What I like about this show is that it's a little bit slow, but it's okay because they're not cramming the storyline down your throat. You know what I mean? We're we're really watching like the relationship between the two main characters. I can't even remember their names right now. Ava and what's her name? Ava and Deborah. Deborah Vance is her yes, name. Yes, Deborah Vance. That's right. Yeah, and I think that's why it's nice that it comes out in episodes as opposed to being released all at once for binging because I think it allows you to experience their relationship not in real time but a little Mm -hmm. more in real time than if you were to watch eight episodes back back in a single night which you easily could because it's only a half an hour right Um, I think that kind of gives you more of a chance to get into the characters yeah agree good Um, good choice Megan thanks all right guys as we mentioned there is no Hallmark episode this week because Hallmark is on a tiny little break from original content until Summer Nights begins on Saturday, June 5th. And we will be back the following Thursday with a new recap of You Had Me at Aloha. But that doesn't mean we don't have an extra episode this week because we are launching our Patreon bonus podcast episode on Thursday. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you will get that. If you would like to be a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy, you can have that. In addition to our back catalog of bonus content, if you subscribe now. So you can get more from us there. And 
Until next week, have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.